0: This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network.
1: Good morning and welcome to Community Connection. Today we have Dr. Karen Wiarda with us. She is from Carl, and she's going to give us some good information about her area of specialty as we uh, end this new year. We're looking forward to uh, the new year. So, Doctor Wearda, welcome this morning.
0: Thank you. Thank you for having me, um, Doctor Wearda. Tell us what your specialty is. I am a non-invasive cardiologist, so I work in particularly, I work in the outpatient uh, ambulatory cardiology office only. Um, and so I do outpatient care to try to keep our patients from going in the hospital.
1: Uh, so
0: non-invasive cardiac cardiology. Right? So I basically am in more, um, I do a lot of prevention as well as treatment. I do a lot of testing. So we do echo echocardiograms, which is an ultrasound of the heart. We do stress testing there are multiple modalities for that. And then we do of course EKGs and ultra monitors. Um, we have cardiac rehab, Um, that's in the office building. And so we're actually doing a lot more. So we're not doing, we're doing testing. We don't do procedures per se. I don't do procedures per se, but I do a lot of the management of the patients. Got
1: it. Um, And so I know with the cardiac rehab that there are some different facilities. Uh, Let's take a real quick break, then we'll come back and we'll talk about those facilities and how people um, utilize those to have better heart health. We'll be right back. (laughs) Welcome back to Community Connection. This morning, we have Dr. Wiardo with us from Carl, and we were getting ready to talk about the cardiac rehab and the facilities that Carl has.
0: So, What's nice about cardiac rehab is there's two phases. There's phase two cardiac rehab, which is monitored. So you're basically going to come in, they're going to monitor you, and those are for people who have had a heart attack, have had stents, have had bypass, have heart failure with an ejection fraction less than 30% um, who might have actually had cardiac transplant where they actually have a heart replacement. Um, And so that is a very specific program that goes for 12 weeks and you are monitored so that you increase safely and you increase safely from a, from a, you know, health and exercise standpoint, but also from an electrical standpoint. So we can make sure that things are progressing the way they should. It's a very structured program. They use all the different machines. They have weights um, as well as treadmills and bicycles and all the different machines. Phase three cardiac rehab is actually um, doing exercise like a community program. So you can come in during certain hours and you can use all the machines. A lot of the programs will do your blood pressure before and after, but you don't wear the equipment. You don't wear a heart monitor during that time so it's essentially a free. It's a, it's an exercise program that you come in just like any community program. What's nice about Phase Three Cardiac Rehab is if you have be Fit for Health Alliance or if you have um, uh, Silver Sneakers, which a lot of people know about, that program can be paid for. And so your insurance wants you to stay healthy and they want you to exercise. And so they actually will give you some dollars if you have the right insurance plan. And Carl will actually help you figure that out and work with you on that. Otherwise, there is a nominal. Mm -hmm. And talk about the facilities that you all have. So We actually have cardiac rehab at our Danville office. We have cardiac rehab at the main hospital at Carl. We have cardiac rehab at... Um, the Curtis, um, Curtis, um, has cardiac rehab down in Mattoon. They have cardiac rehab. So there's multiple cardiac rehab facilities. Um, some are at the hospital, some are more outpatient. Mm-hmm.
1: And, uh, you know, when they were building the Danville facility, because uh, of course that's where I'm from. So I really got to see that coming up and, you know, to see the focus on that area. I mean, it's a beautiful area. It has all the, you can see out. So it, it's really, a. a uh, State of the art fitness area.
0: And it's just beautiful. And it, we really, I encourage, one of the things I really encourage is making sure that patients, phase two cardiac rehab, I think is something that is just standard of care. Um, but phase three cardiac rehab, I really, really encourage because I think sometimes when you have some place to go and it's a very friendly environment, it's a supportive environment. They have exercise physiologists there to help you, if you, you know, if you don't know how to do something or they can guide you some. And I think it's just a nice opportunity to have that structure and to make sure that you show up. And so, mm-hmm. and then it's just a very, it's a lovely environment and it's beautiful. And there's so many machines down there.
1: Oh, definitely, it's a great area. So talk about heart health. What are some tips? You know, we're again, we're ending one year, we're getting ready to go to another. People usually really start focusing on New Year's resolutions and that type of thing, um, what can help?
0: I think there's, you know, it's always a good idea to start with what one change that you want to make, right? So you want to make sure that you're obviously, if you're smoking, you want to stop smoking. Um, If you're not exercising, you want to start a regular exercise program, which is moderate or vigorous exercise, at least 150 minutes a week um, or 75 minutes of vigorous exercise a week. To at least by our guidelines to recommend that you just start moving. But just remember that exercise does not have to be torture. Exercise is about movement. So if you love to play golf, that's a great form of exercise. If you love to walk, walking an hour a day reduces your risk by 25%. You lose the same amount of calories running out a mile. And walking a mile because essentially it's going to take you more time. So you really, you're losing the same amount of calories. And it is about that exercise. It's about doing something that you enjoy so that you get out and do it. So I always, always, always recommend making sure that if you're not exercising regularly, get out and move. And it is about the preponderance of moving during the day. So it's better to move all day than exercise for an hour and sit in the couch. So it's really about just getting out there and moving. The other thing that's really important, of course, is just stop smoking. You know, stopping smoking, even within, within three months of stopping, stopping smoking, your risk goes down dramatically. And within, within five years, your risk is the same as not having been a, a smoker at all. So stop now. And we have um, smoking cessation at Carl. We have those classes. There's always the Quit Now hotline to quit smoking. There's um, there's nicotine patches and there's other nicotine replacements. There's medications we can use. So you know, I I do a lot of referrals and a lot of medication writing for these different options for patients because they need. Many people need help in many different ways. And so there's a lot of opportunity for that. The other thing that we all know about, of course, is exercise and eating healthy. So we kind of talked about exercise, but eating healthy is the great, probably one of the best things that you can do for yourself. So you want to increase your fruits and vegetables. You want to increase your plants and increase your fiber. You want to, re, re, um, you want to um, reduce, obviously, anything high in sodium, high in processed meats, processed foods. And high in trans fats so when we're looking at fats you should be eating plant fats nuts and seeds and avocados and you know real real healthy fats that come with fiber when i think about health i think about fiber and the more you increase your fiber the lower your risk is and it affects your gut microbiome which essentially affects our health so if you have a healthy gut microbiome which is the microbes all over your body and specifically in your gut here that are trillions of microbes. We're more microbes than we are than we are human cells. And so if we keep our microbes healthy, then we're then we're keeping our whole body healthy.
1: Um, Doctor, we already you made me think of a couple of different questions with that. So what about probiotics? Should we be taking probiotics or should we be getting that
0: with our diet? So okay, so I think that certainly my recommendation is always to get every Everything you can from your diet. I mean, the only comment I always like to make about supplements is that you don't always know what you're getting. And a lot of times you think you're getting a supplement, but it's really not even that supplement because they're really just not um, monitored the way the the medications are. So that's the one thing. Probiotics, I think, can be very, can be, can be um, a very useful part of a healthy diet. And I think that, you know, natural biotics, you know, th- eating, um, you know, yogurt and, and these type of foods can really help as well. Um, but probiotics, prebiotics, I think those can be actually healthy. I've no, I think that those are a good choice.
1: Okay. Good information. All right. Well, we'll take our last break and we'll be back in just a moment to finish the show. Welcome back to the final segment of Community Connection. This morning we have Dr. Wiarda with Carl, and we are talking about um, different things to help your heart. And, you know, uh, uh, curious, and you may not know this, Dr. Wiarda because I'm just throwing this out there, but we were talking about the effects of tobacco on the body, just um, vaping. I, I, I hear so many negative things about that, and I know that's probably not your area of expertise, but any thoughts on that?
0: Vaping is um, very dangerous, and I think people think that they're doing themselves a favor because they're not smoking. But it's very dangerous. Again, it's about the chemicals and it's about what you're putting in your body. Um, And you, you can get a very significant reaction from vaping. You also can get a far higher nicotine load with vaping, and then you're also adding a bunch of chemicals. So vaping is 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 really bad, and unfortunately, they're targeting to younger kids. And so they're actually thinking there's, you know, they're one thinking they're cool, and two they think they're doing better than not having cigarettes. So I do not recommend vaping. Um, it, I just it's very dangerous. I think it's about just getting off the substance and trying to love life and trying to live life off substances. I mean, even with processed food, you know, we are we are a processed country, and people always ask me, you know, should I take these veggie supplements? No, you need the fiber. You need the whole food. You know, I think fish oil is such a perfect example. Fish oil has actually not been shown to have cardiovascular benefits because it actually is either neutral or maybe possibly this minimal cardiovascular benefit. Because when they try to take out the fish oil, they have to add some sort of bad oil to make it into the capsule. And so when you're, you're actually increasing the inflammation from whatever oil they're needing to put it in the capsule and to make the capsule, so you're not actually getting the benefit. There's a very specific, um, very specific medication that is truly a fish oil that is protective because it's only just the benefits of the fish. That medication is is something that we have to write a prescription for. That is actually reduced stroke risk and heart attack risk by 30%. That. That medicine is incredibly productive. But don't eat the supplement, eat the food. Because you want to get the benefits of the entire fruit, the entire vegetable. Even with oils, I always say, don't eat the oil, eat the avocado. Don't eat the olive, I mean, don't have olive oil, eat the olive. And I'm not saying that you can't have olive oil, but eat, eat the whole food because then you get the whole benefit. Whenever they try to strip it and turn it into a capsule, they're missing the fiber, they're missing so many parts of that plant or of that vegetable. That fruit, that plant, the, they're, they're losing the benefit. So deprocess. process I always, always, always like to focus on de-processing. Even deli meat, which is a, you know, deli meat is a class one, um, WHO risk factor for, for cancer. So, you know, buy, cook, buy the meat, cook it and slice it. And then you can, you're better off having it that way than having deli meat. Bacon, sausage, these are class one carcinogens. So, you know, really focus on eating the whole food. I very much believe in plant-based eating. I, you know, red meat is very clearly, um, very clearly not a healthy diet. Um, generally meat generally speaking, by by all data, it is healthier to not eat meat and to eat um, fish and, and plants. Um, and that they had a recent they actually had a recent article which was very interesting looking at the benefits of being either a meat eater or a plant eater. And if you replace saturated fat with refined carbohydrates, you actually increase the risk of heart disease substantially. But if you replace that saturated fat with vegetable polyunsaturated fats, meaning seeds and nuts, you decrease your risk by 30%, which is similar to a which is the medication we use. So foods rich in fiber and low glycemic index can lower your insulin production and increase the levels of what's called short-chain fatty acids, and that is what happens with fiber fermentation. People forget that they're not actually getting B12 from the meat. They're actually getting it from microbes that you get from the ground. And so when you have microbes from the ground, we wash our we wash our vegetables. That's why we don't get B12 from the ground. But that's where you get it. Even putting your hands in the ground is beneficial for you because of all the different microbes. So they basically did this study that the cardiac mortality risk in vegetarians than in omnivores is significant. There's 34% less in lacto over vegetarians, which is basically eating eggs and dairy. And pesco vegetarians is, is um, also 30, 20, 34% less and vegans is about 26% less. And your cancer risk goes down by 8%. So it's incredibly impactful to eat your fruits and vegetables and whole foods and try to deprocess.
1: Dr. Wearda, I'm like sitting here just taking this all in. I'm like, I don't even know what my next question is going to be because I'm processing what you're saying and it's such good information. Um, and to be reminded of that, thank you for thank you for sharing that.
0: I have many, many facts that I can share. I just, you know, if I could just make <laughs> a couple more a couple more points if I can, if Please. I have time for it. Less Please. than two to three less than two to three percent of this country gets enough fiber um and eats enough fruits and vegetables. When we, six in 10 people have chronic disease, 80% of Americans fail to eat the recommended fruits and vegetables, 75% say they eat healthy, but it's really to the contractor. Nearly half of all deaths are from diabetes, strokes, and heart disease, and they're attributed to a diet and poor nutrition. Four in 10 Americans have two or more chronic diseases. 72% are overweight or obese. And it's not about, it isn't about the size, it's about the health. I mean, then we start changing our, we literally start changing our hormones. So people, you know, people kind of are aware of insulin resistance. But what happens when you start becoming obese is you get what's called leptin resistance. And leptin is what tells our body that we're full. So if we don't know, if we're not, if our body, our brain is not seeing that, that, that fact that we're full. And so we're eating and we're not realizing that we're just not hungry. We're just eating because it's we want the next drug, the next sugar high, or the next processed food high. Because it's not even food. It's not even food, half the half the places we go. And so what you want to do is you want to you wanna you wanna start and you wanna start thinking about deprocessing. The other comment I like to make is ghrelin. So ghrelin is what makes us hungry. And so that's actually in your stomach. And when you get gastric bypass, they reduce your ghrelin. And that's why your appetite goes down. So when you start, when you're, when you then gain the weight back after gastric bypass, because those, that ghrelin starts coming back, you start eating bad again. And then your brain starts getting resistant to leptin again. And so your body's like always hungry, but it's never satisfied. And so, you know, obesity is so much more than just, I'm fat because you're, you know, that you're overweight. I, I, sorry about using the word fat. I did not mean that. Um, is that you're overweight because your body, the hormones start taking over and it makes it very difficult to lose weight. So, and, and, and even these processed foods and sugar, they're literally cause a dopamine effect. And dopamine is our hormone that says dope. Literally. I want it. I want it. I need it. Mm -hmm. And so you're not, you're actually addicted to the sugar. And when they did studies, sugar actually lit up the brain more than cocaine because you're so addicted to that sugar. So people don't realize they think they're addicted to caffeine and they might be, but I'm guessing they're addicted to the super sugary drinks um, Mm -hmm. as well as the caffeine. And, you know, coffee actually reduces your risk of heart attacks and strokes. Coffee is not a problem. Coffee is actually, the problem with coffee is what you put into it. You know, if you have AFib, atrial fibrillation, which is an irregular heartbeat that can cause strokes, you might have an intolerance to coffee because it might make you have a fast heart rate, that atrial fibrillation, that fast heart rate. Um, But otherwise, you know, coffee itself is not a problem. I I generally don't have a problem telling patients that dark chocolate is actually healthy for you. 100% cocoa is actually healthy for you. Mm -hmm. Um, The data really stands pretty strong that alcohol, even wine, is not healthy for you. Even one drink, there's been a recent study out that shows it affects the anterior part of the frontal lobe and can actually start causing memory problems even after one drink. So I think that the data is getting stronger and stronger that alcohol and even red wine is is not actually healthy for you. Grapes remain healthy, though.
1: Yeah, well, Dr. Wearda, um, I I have a thousand questions for you. (laughs) I'm going to have to get you rescheduled. This is such good information. And thank you for reminding us us of all this as we, uh, you know, again, ending one year, year, starting another. I don't know why people think that's a perfect time. I guess it's kind of ingrained with the whole New Year's resolution. But thank you for sharing this morning. We appreciate you. And, um, you know, definitely we'll have you come back on and give us some tips as we go into this new
0: year. Okay. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Have You're a wonderful, welcome. wonderful, wonderful New Year.
1: Thank you so much. And the same to you, audience. We'll be back. I hope you've enjoyed today's show. Um, yeah. We Have a good rest of your day and we'll be back in the morning.
0: You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.